Can we still defend conservatism and small government in America? I think we can, but we, but we really need structural change. Uh, this week, I laid out a plan to restore federalism in the country. You know, that while other, other candidates in this field are talking about consolidating power in the executive branch and rooting out, you know, the, 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 the swamp, I, I think the way you drain the swamp is you shut down big areas of the swamp. Like, <laughs> let's, let's send the Department of Education uh, uh, to the trash heap and send all those resources back to the states so they can innovate and expand educational opportunities for Americans. To me, restoring federalism and devolving the federal government back to what the founders of this country had in mind uh, is job one. We, we, we don't need big government conservatism. Uh, what we need is to restore the proper framework of limited government enshrined in the Constitution. Americans are capable of achieving extraordinary things when they have the freedom and opportunity to do so. This is American Potential, and here's your host, Jeff Crank. Well, thank you for joining us on another edition of American Potential. We're honored to be joined by a distinguished leader who's long been a steadfast advocate for conservative ideals, Vice President Mike Pence. From his early days in Indiana to his tenure as the 48th Vice President of the United States, Mike Pence has consistently championed political courage to stand up for principles that place a strong emphasis on limited government and individual liberty. And his journey from think tank leader to talk radio host to U.S. Congressman, Governor of Indiana, and Vice President of the United States, and now a candidate for President of the United States. It's all been marked by unwavering dedication to these principles and to the Constitution, making him a prominent voice in the conservative movement. Now, before we begin, I want to make clear that American potential is a project of Americans for Prosperity. And the fact that we have a presidential candidate on the show does not mean that um, AFP is endorsing that candidate. We've invited and are expecting several candidates to come onto the show, and we're excited to dig in now with policy champion, Vice President Mike Pence. Well, Mr. Vice President, it's great to have you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jeff. Great to be on American Potential. All right. Well, listen, I, you're kind of my alter ego because I ran for Congress <laughs> and I lost. You won. Uh, I was a talk show host for 14 years and you were a talk show host. You're I doing was. something right and I'm not doing it right. So tell, <laughs> I'm still doing podcasts and you're running for president of the United States. So explain to me what I did wrong. <laughs> uh, you're, you're doing everything right. And uh, I couldn't be more grateful for your leadership and, and frankly, the leadership of Americans for Prosperity. You know, back uh, when I was a House uh, conservative leader in the Congress of the United States, I, I was there during the rise of the Tea Party movement. And I just said the other day that uh, Americans for Prosperity uh, was there providing the resources, the support, helping to organize uh, Americans that were recoiling from the runaway spending uh, in the early days uh, of the Obama administration. And now more than ever, we need this voice of freedom uh, in America as we look at uh, Joe Biden, who has doubled down on uh, on big government runaway spending, national debt. I mean, we now we just saw yesterday that mortgage rates in this country have reached a 20-year high. Uh, inflation is at a 40-year high. And uh, 
it's all a result of runaway spending and uh, uh, literally uh, uh, liberal Democrat policies in Washington, D.C., the antidote for which is freedom that American pro- prosperity has always been about. Yeah, no question about it. Now, I do have to ask you, you you've been on the campaign trail as presidential candidate, vice presidential candidate uh, for Congress, a governor. Um, what is the most interesting person you've ever met? And where was that? Can you tell me? Uh, well, I, I, it, it'd be awful tough to compete with the day that I met President Ronald Reagan at the White House. Oh, I'll bet. As you, uh, Ronald Reagan's the reason why I became a Republican. I, a full confession, I was a Democrat Party activist okay. um, before I heard the voice of our 40th president, heard his values, commitment to a strong defense, to limited government, to traditional American values. Uh, but uh, the first time I ran for Congress, uh, just so you know, Jeff, I lost as well. <laughs> uh, and uh, But in that first campaign, I, I made my way to the White House in 1988. I, I met with the president, and uh, um, he continues for me uh, to be a real lodestar of what it is to be a conservative, but also uh, his strong leadership style, his uh, his uh, Midwestern demeanor, uh, uh, all, all resonate with me and with my upbringing. Yeah, he's he's my political hero as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to know what's your vision for America? Why are you running uh, for president of the United States, Jeff? I'm running because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. I mean, Karen and I have been blessed to serve this country in so many different ways. Four years of as vice president, where we rebuilt our military, revived our economy, appointed conservatives to our courts that have given us a new beginning for the right to life. Uh, I was a governor of a state that balanced budgets, cut taxes, achieved record employment, expanded school choice. And then, as I said, I was privileged to serve for 12 years in the Congress of the United States. I mean, we, we, you know, we fought against the big spenders there all along the way. I opposed the Wall Street bailout uh, as well as I right. opposed uh, – the president of my own party when he tried to double the size of the Federal Department of Education. And so we, we've been blessed with great opportunities to serve. But when I look at the devastation in the wake of the Biden administration and those two years where Democrats had control of the Congress, we just couldn't sit this one out. I mean, I think this is, not, this is a time when all of us who have the ability to bring about change have a responsibility to step forward. And try. And, and I, I can't tell you what the next 18 months looks like. <laughs> Karen and I like to say we, uh, we don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. Right. Uh, but for us, um, we, we yeah. reflect on that verse that to whom much is given, much will be required. We've been given much. We've been given great opportunities. And, and I know if I was given the privilege to be president of the United States, I would know what to do and who to do it with on day one to turn this country around. It'd be putting into practice all the principles that American for Prosperity has been championing over the last 15 years. Uh, and that's what brings us to this race. Well, you mentioned that. Let me ask you, what would your first 100 days look like as president? Well, I think I think first 100 days, how about let's start with the first day. Yeah, uh, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, well, look, the, the first day uh, of an administration is, uh, is we're going we're gonna to take steps to turn off the gusher of spending that's driving the worst inflation in 40 years. We're, uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to secure the southern border of the United States again okay. uh, by, by con- going back to building the wall. We'll put Remain in Mexico back into effect as well as Title uh, 42. Uh, we'll, also, uh, we'll also rescind all the efforts by the Biden administration to shut down 
American energy and put us back on a path to energy independence. To me, it's all about prosperity. It's all about security. And those have got to be, I don't know if we have 100 days. <laughs> I think we need to lean into it on day one and, and begin to put the policies into effect and then some uh, that, gave us, uh, that gave us a great start uh, on, uh, on restoring this country uh, during the uh, four years of our administration. But uh, there is so much to undo uh, that we'll go to work on that on day one. Excellent. Well, you know, you've always been a stalwart of, of smaller government. And I think we've seen. Thank you. you. You bet. I think we've seen over the last few years, the conservative movement almost embracing kind of big government solutions, you know, whether it's tariffs, uh, things like that, but also, you know, uh, combating censorship. It's not good to just censor the other side. Um, your thoughts on, I mean, is there still room? Can we still defend conservatism and small government in America? I think we can, but we, but we really need structural change. You know, at, at MikePence2024.com, people can go. I, I, I'm someone that believes that ideas have consequences. And, uh, and so we've been laying out policy in the area of uh, combating inflation, restoring energy independence. But then also, uh, this week, I laid out a plan to restore federalism in the country. You know, that while other, other candidates in this field are talking about consolidating power in the executive branch and rooting out, you know, the, 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 the swamp. I, I think the way you drain the swamp is you shut down big areas of the swamp. Like, <laughs> let's, let's send the Department of Education uh, uh, to the trash heap and send all those resources back to the states so they can innovate and expand educational opportunities for Americans. I think in broader areas of housing and welfare, we ought to block grant those resources to the state. If I'm president, we will actually repeal all the Obamacare mandates and block grant all Obamacare resources back to the states to innovate on health care in, in ways that empower consumers and put patients in charge uh, of their own health care. To me, restoring federalism and devolving the federal government back to what the founders of this country had in mind uh, is job one. We, we, we don't need big government conservatism uh, what we need is to restore the proper framework of limited government enshrined in the Constitution. I know you're really proud of the uh, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017. Um, those will expire if not dealt with. Uh, I assume you want to extend right. those when you're elected president? Well, I, I appreciate, Jeff. I'm not surprised you'd know about it uh, <laughs> uh, on American prosperity. Look, it's... Uh, it's one of the reasons this election is so important. Yeah. I mean, if we don't have a Republican president and if we don't win the Senate and we don't hold the House, uh, the tax cuts we pass, the largest tax cuts uh, in American history, go away at the end of 2025. I mean, and make no mistake about it, uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats would love nothing more uh, than to simply let those tax cuts lapse and have business taxes go back up, individual tax rates go back up. So you, you bet, uh, extending those tax cuts, but also I think we can go farther. I, I really do in terms of, of, of reducing the burden on working families and also reducing the burden uh, on job creators in this country. I mean, when, when we lowered the corporate tax rate to its current level, we, that's, we just put it in the middling range of corporate taxes Right. Uh, in the world. And it made an incredible difference. We saw 12,000 factories reopen in this country. But I, I think we can go farther in making America a more competitive environment. Look, here's the truth. Businesses 
want to do business in America. They want to make things in America. They want to employ people in America. But we've got to create the conditions in the tax code and in regulations that make it that, that give just that incentive that that you need to do it here. Right. And that's how we create a, a growing, booming American economy. Yeah. Well, look, I, I have another 50 questions, but we're out of time because I want to make sure you've got to get up on stage and talk to, to all the folks in, in the room. But thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your service to our country and for stepping up. America really is in a tough spot right now, and we need a real leader. Well, uh, listen, let me let me thank you, Jeff, uh, for your clarion voice uh, and uh, not only for American potential, but for everything Americans for Prosperity has done through the years. Uh, it's been an organization that has really been there for conservatives uh, who believe in freedom, who believe in the free market. And uh, uh, I'll always be grateful for American for Prosperity, and I'm grateful for your voice. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Vice President. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Well, we're honored to have visited with Vice President Mike Pence, and he stated it so well, America is at a crossroads. And of course, Bidenomics is so bad for America, so bad for the American people, and we must have a change. And it is critical that America make a change. And it was uh, it's such an honor to have someone like Mike Pence. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we have issued an invite to many of the vice or many of the presidential candidates who uh, who are running for president right now, and and would love to have many of them on uh, this show. So thanks for joining us for another edition of American Potential. Thank you for listening to American Potential. You may listen to more stories from Americans working every day to expand freedom and opportunity in their communities by visiting AmericanPotential.com.